Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, August 11th. On this date in 1934, the first federal prisoners arrived at Alcatraz Island, a former military prison in San Francisco Bay. On this date in 1992, the Mall of America, the nation's largest shopping and entertainment center, opened in Minnesota. And here is your Friday morning trivia. On this date in 1987, an unlikely TV star named Clara Peller, who was featured in a Wendy's hamburger commercial, died at age 86. Do you remember the three-word question that brought her fame? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, it's time to check on that Friday forecast over at the First Alert Weather Center. And good Friday morning to you, meteorologist Joey Silvine here. Starting out warm, sunny and muggy this morning, about 80 degrees at 8 o'clock. We'll be in the low 90s heat index over 100 by lunchtime, so we'll turn hot and humid pretty quickly. But a change this afternoon and this evening compared to recent days. We'll have a better chance of scattered showers and storms. A few of those could produce some very gusty winds along with a lot of lightning and some heavy rainfall. So just keep that in mind if you have any uh, plans after work this evening. You may have to dodge some rain all the way past sunset. And it may take a while overnight for all the rain to wrap up, but by tomorrow morning we'll be drying out and mainly dry for this weekend, but it will be a hot weekend, 95 Saturday, 97 on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. In an effort to address what the Dorchester County Library System is calling concerning literacy rates among children, library officials are launching a new initiative. The 1,000 Books Before Kindergarten program is set to make a significant impact on early childhood education. Live Five's Destiny Kennedy is at the library in Somerville where it's all taken place. And Destiny, tell us a little bit more about that program. Good morning, Shelby and Katie. This program is open to all children who have not yet entered kindergarten. I'm told statistics show that 57% of Tri-County children are deemed unprepared when starting kindergarten. And over half of third graders in the Tri-County area are not reading at grade level. To give them a head start, parents can sign their kids up through the library website, QR code, or in person. The libraries will provide a list of reading recommendations, but parents can choose the themes for their children to create a fun educational experience. An initiative to keep the kids engaged during the program, kids will receive stickers and bookmarks for every 100 books they read, a goodie bag for completing 500 books, and once they get to 1,000 books, they will receive a certificate of completion and a free book service librarian at Somerville branch at George Chester County Library April Marks says to ensure kids are not behind the libraries provide reading programs all year round it builds that reading habit of reading every day so this one is starting out with the parents teaching the children that healthy habit of picking up a book and reading every single day and then we have our summer reading programs and our winter reading programs that encourage once they're in school to continue reading during the breaks program is already in full swing. The Dorchester County Library will have an event this fall to continue getting the words out to parents. Reporting in Somerville, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. 
Thank you, Destiny. Dorchester School District 2 says it's expecting thousands of more students over the next 10 years, but it's already seeing a rise in the number of Hispanic students in its schools. The district says Hispanic students now account for 12% of the total enrollment, nearly a 1,000 student increase since 2018. The district has also hired more teachers for their multiple languages program, which helps students learn English, plus interpreters to help those who may not speak the language. We've seen a huge increase. I believe we had 1,800 uh, ML students, and then we've, we're grown to 2,300 students. And besides uh, the Hispanic population, we have now, uh, we've got 43 other languages in our district that we're trying to serve as well. The Charleston Hispanic Association said the rise can be attributed to Hispanics moving here from Florida and the number of jobs available. The district plans to add more teachers and translators as their students get more diverse to get closer to the state recommendation. Parents and educators in the low country are seeing some higher prices as they finish up their back-to-school shopping. Those high prices are coming from the most essential items, those book bags, binders, pens, pencils, clothing, shoes, things like that. The National Retail Federation says Americans are expected to spend $5 billion more this year than the last on school supplies alone. To avoid those expenses, parents and teachers have been turning to free giveaways or drives while others continue to bargain hunt. Educators say they often end up spending a pretty penny on essentials to make sure their classrooms are stocked with resources for the kids. A new resource from the State Department of Revenue is hoping to help students learn about taxes. The agency has launched a new teacher's guide to SC individual income tax. It'll help middle and high school students learn the basics of our state's income taxes, including how to file a tax return. Kind of helpful. The guide includes lesson plans, links to relevant videos, exercises and quizzes, all to help with understanding the process more. You can find a link to read it or read more about it rather under the big red box. Yeah, I need that class right there. There's a statewide push to prepare the youngest South Carolinians for school and life after. Yesterday, Governor Henry McMaster hosted a ceremonial bill signing for the new law that permanently reauthorizes First Steps. South Carolina First Steps is the state agency dedicated to early childhood and school preparedness. When it was created, South Carolina was just the third state to establish a comprehensive statewide public-private partnership for early childhood services. The new law also restructures First Steps board system, which will make it more accountable. A Dorchester County man accused of killing his father has been sentenced to life in prison. A judge handed down that sentence after a jury found 51-year-old Jason Bell guilty of murdering his father, James Bell, in December of 2020. According to the solicitor, Bell shot his dad in the head twice in his sleep, and his mother found him unresponsive the next morning. Bell originally tried to say his dad took his own life and then later admitted to loading the gun and planning to shoot his father. We are now working to learn more about a drive-by shooting in North Charleston. According to the Charleston Police Department, officers found that car near Meeting Street Road and Echo Avenue. They say the suspect in the car ran and was able to get away in the chase. Police say they had canines out searching. While Charleston Police provided us this information, North Charleston Police is actually the lead agency into it. We have reached out to them for more information. 
Questions are mounting about what led up to a Midlands man dying while in police custody. 32-year-old Bernice Smith was tased by Lexington County Police after deputies say he ran from them. On Wednesday, deputies approached Smith about his outstanding warrant for shoplifting. They say they ran after him and eventually used a taser to subdue him because he wasn't complying with their verbal commands. A friend of Smith's who witnessed part of the incident says he believes deputies used excessive force. I could hear the man begging for his life, uh, asking the officer to stop, um, telling him it wasn't right. Um, he just kept going. I mean, as far you know, the cop just kept tasing him, man. And the sheriff's office says Smith started showing signs of medical distress as he was being walked to a patrol car and deputies aided until paramedics arrived. It's unclear whether Smith died at the scene or at the hospital. An autopsy is scheduled for today at MUSC. Three deputies are now on paid administrative leave in connection with the incident. A Somerville woman's murder conviction has been overturned by the South Carolina Supreme Court. In 2019, Carmi Nelson was sentenced to life in prison for the murder of her former roommate. Nelson appealed that conviction, saying the prosecution showed excessively gruesome autopsy pictures of the victim during the trial. The justices say these pictures were not needed because the medical examiner provided adequate testimony about the victim's wounds. Justices also said the pictures weren't needed because the nature of the injury weren't being disputed. The victim suffered more than 100 wounds to her head, neck, torso, and her arms. A former Catholic visiting priest who previously spent time at the Roman Catholic Diocese of Charleston has pleaded guilty to a federal child sex crime charge. Jamie Gonzalez Farias pleaded guilty to transportation of a minor with intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. That happened yesterday in court. Prosecutors accused him of taking an 11-year-old boy on a trip to Florida and molesting him in November of 2020. As part of a plea agreement, two other charges against him were dropped, aggravated sexual abuse of children and coercion of a minor. He'll be sentenced at a later date and faces anywhere between 10 years to life in prison. The man accused of stealing a Richland County Sheriff's Department vehicle has been granted a $250,000 surety bond. 26-year-old DeAnthony Jones, who you just saw on your screen, faces multiple charges for stealing a 2015 police SUV in Columbia after keys were left in that vehicle overnight. Wednesday afternoon, Jones appeared in a county bond court. During the hearing, a sergeant said Jones admitted to driving that 2015 Ford Explorer to Charlotte and back and that the vehicle was nearly out of gas when it was found. Authorities believe there is still a, that there is still an accomplice that Jones had in the incident. North Charleston police officers will be seeing a bigger paycheck soon now that city council has just voted to raise police officers' salary, noting turnover rates and the need to recruit certified officers and keep a competitive pay. Live Five's Emily Johnson tells us exactly how much money they'll be making after last night's meeting. Working to keep more certified officers in your city. North Charleston officials voted last night to raise officers' salary, mainly focusing on competitive pay compared to other cities in the low country. All certified North Charleston police officers will see a $5,600 raise after city council's decision. After officers, raises will continue in smaller amounts, but will still be given to corporals, sergeants, lieutenants, and captains. During the council meeting, members discussed the current pay in North Charleston compared to other surrounding agencies and determined why the raise was necessary compared to Mount Pleasant in Charleston. 
Funding for the raises totals to $1.7 million, but will not cost taxpayers additional funds since the city under-budgeted the revenue for the upcoming fiscal year. Let's be honest, it's a stressful and difficult job that they have. So anything that we can do to make sure that they have a clear mind when they come here and, and let them know that they're appreciated um, and, and you know, that's a way to do that by making sure that they're well compensated. The raises for the officers are expected to go into full effect next month. In North Charleston, Emily Johnson, Live 5 News. Live 5 is home for everything you need to know as students head back to school. In addition to getting those new school supplies and clothes, it's important to remember to schedule a doctor's appointment to make sure your child is up to date on their vaccines. The South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control has announced updated immunization requirements for the 2023-2024 school year. Our Madeline Jeskowiak is live at MUSC this morning where she checked in with the pediatric doctor. And Madeline, tell us more about the specifics of the shots that kids may need. Yeah, these immunization updates go into effect this school year and your child could be denied entry to school programs if these requirements are not met. While there are no new vaccines on this year's list, the age to receive the shots is changing. The state has shifted their expectations for when students should be fully vaccinated against certain illnesses. This year's list specifies changes for Tdap, which is a vaccine for tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis. It also lists updated ages for doses of vaccines for chickenpox, polio, and hepatitis. An expert with MUSC tells me that a lot of families may be behind on important vaccinations due to the COVID-19 pandemic where many couldn't get in to see the doctor. Really, um, parent, parents shouldn't be too worried. Uh, what's really changed with these updated guidelines is just a shifting of when the state expects that students should have been fully vaccinated for those, the, um, those targets. They were already part of the requirements before. You can find a full list of these updated requirements on live5news.com under this web story. Um, and parents are encouraged to check their child's immunization cards to see what shots they may need for this school year. Reporting live in Charleston, Madeline Jaskowiak, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I told you that Clara Peller died on this date in 1987 at age 86. Peller became famous from a popular Wendy's hamburger commercial. She was the little old lady who asked a question that immediately became a pop culture hit. That question, where's the beef? Celebrating birthdays this Friday, singer Eric Carmen is 74, computer scientist and Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak is 73, wrestler actor Hulk Hogan turned 70, Actress Viola Davis is 58, and actor Chris Hemsworth is 40. Thanks again for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Happy Friday. Hope you have a great weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.